The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. You're listening to My Talk 1071. This is your place for entertainment news, celebrity gossip, blinded by the item, second chance romance. I mean, we do it all here. And we have Bradley Trainer, who's also we they also give us vacations here. That's so it's so great. It's so nice. And he's on a cruise right now, but we have uh Colleen Lindstrom in the studio. Hi, friends. Yes, and she has been having a grand old time, hopefully. Uh, yes. Filling in for Bradley. Thank you for having me, you guys. So I put in the show um, our our grid, our shared document last night. There's a coog on the loose. Mm-hmm. And there's a punchline. <laughs> I said it's not Lori Barkini. <laughs> um, there was a cougar spotted in the Lowry Hill neighborhood of Minneapolis. And I go, what? Star Tribune, thank you for your Instagram post. Because you put up video yeah. of this coog yeah. walking through somebody's, you know, driveway. And yeah. I thought that when I first looked at it, it looked like the garages in the background there were um actually just like a railing of a small fence. And I thought, that's a cat. What are you talking about? A a cougar. Yeah. No, then you realize those are garage doors and yeah. it's huge. It's caught on their ring camera. Yeah. And like, did you have you seen pictures of the paw prints? Yes, it is menacing. Yes. So they also showed when you go to the article that there were tracks found in the snow. And this happened Tuesday morning. Um, so this is the only the second time in that a cougar has been spotted in Hennepin County since okay. 2004. I want to stick which, a pin in that because I have a response to that, which is my same response to almost everything these days when people say, oh, this hasn't happened. It's the in second X, time. Y, Z yeah. amount of time. Yeah. And I would say, I would, I would add a caveat that we know of because I have this philosophy. I say this all the time. Just assume you are always on camera. In 2023, you are always on camera. Mm-hmm. But guess what? In 20, when was the last one? 20. Um, this is the second time since 2004. Okay. In 2004, we weren't always on camera. No. And nobody had before that. Secure, unless we for you were sure rich. Were, right. So what I'm trying to say is I think these cougars have been hiding around for a long time and we just haven't had the technology to spot them and you should be scared now all the yeah, time you see everywhere one cougar, you go there's there's more it's like mice you yeah. never have just one mouse oh, i hope alexis that, isn't listening i know right? <laughs> she's so scared of mice that cougar mm-hmm. has cougar friends and cougar uh mates and mm-hmm. cougar maybe cougar babies i'm just saying cougars cougar yeah that's it's what not they the do. same one it's right. not like that one from 2004. I don't know how long a cougar lives, but that cougar either. was made in the last probably five years. This is a newer cougar. <laughs> this is a young cougar. <laughs> and I, uh, it just made me think like, have you ever seen like a, have you ever been out in the wild and like seen a big wild animal? I generally don't go out in the wild. Oh, My feeling about nature is it's oh. best to be seen through a, a window. <laughs> And not really like immersing myself yeah. into it. Yeah. I only camp under five stars, which ah. means I only sleep in hotels. I'm I'm not a nature gal, so no. Oh, <laughs> I think, like oh my god! I did see a raccoon come out of my garbage can the other morning, and I did scream. Um, so that's about as close as I get. Did to, you point to and go? The wild. You're a trash You're a panda. You're a trash panda. <laughs>
the tan. I was like, I am. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, I, you know, around, I lived out in the Ozarks growing up, mm-hmm. and uh, we would see, one time my mother and I saw what looked to be, I know there aren't panthers in. Do you know for sure? I think they're not on this continent. How would you know? A puma. It was a big black cat, yeah. a really big black cat, and it jumped up into a tree, and you could see the tail hanging okay, down. so then I would say, I mean, then what is it? Yeah, I was, thank goodness I was in the car. Mike, what are you laughing at? Are you making fun of her? No, not at all. Okay, I'm good. just like, so I've, um, we've had about six callers. That yeah. just want to follow up on this story. And oh. I think you guys do have a follow up on this story. Uh, yes. A cougar oh. was hit by a car yes. on the interstate in Golden Valley this morning. And that is what all six of those callers yes. were all calling oh, about. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, everybody, <laughs> thank you so for yeah. keeping we, us on task. We're just stretching this break out. Yeah, it's fine. It's to, all good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, one there was a cougar that uh, I believe lost its life this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, was it the same cougar? I don't know. know. This cougar might have had some uh, medical issues. If it's just wandering around, it could have had, you know, rabies or something where it wasn't in its right mind. I mean, that's true. Um, Or it just said, I'm taking over this town before Christmas. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe. I don't know. I just anyway, it's dead now. That cougar. (laughs) And in case you're worried about I believe it's dead. It is. Yeah. And they, they are saying right now, DNR is saying there's nothing to directly link the two cougars together, but they say considering how rare it is to see a cougar, they're thinking it's absolutely the same one. Oh, okay. It doesn't seem like, or most likely it is Aww. the same one according to the DNR. Well, and I would say like area-wise, like I, I don't could know. see a world where it went from Lowry Hill to Golden Valley. I don't know. I, because I mean, I'm a St. Paul yeah, person okay. and I don't really know the ins and outs. I apologize. I should know if that's, that's okay. close. You're good. Yeah. You, it's, you know, I would say they prob- the cougar probably traveled, uh, you know, kind of through northeast Minneapolis, mm-hmm. probably, oh to get God. to Golden Valley. Oh, God. From Lowry Hill. That That's not, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I've never been a cougar, but that doesn't seem <laughs> like have. that's outlandish. <laughs> And they also believe it's from the western Dakotas or northwestern Nebraska, so, so that's not accent. a far travel. Whenever it made its cry, it was like, uh-huh. it sounded almost Canadian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, you may be concerned, as I was, uh, about the human driver of the car. Oh, yeah. The cougar. Yes, I was. The driver. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. The driver is sore, but oh. is uh, doing okay. Oh, yeah, so That's so check this though. So scary. The cougar is now in uh, in the possession of the wildlife, the DNR wildlife populations manager, uh, Dan Stark. Dan, what are you going to do with it? He said, "I'm going to tell you. You want to know? <gasps> They're going to assess its condition to get basic info about it to determine whether it was being held captive, what kind of existence oh. it had, and take samples to send to their lab." <gasps> So there is a possibility that this was a captive cougar. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. So. Oh, wow. Now, do you have any questions, Dawn, about what to do should you encounter a cougar in the in the wild? Sure. Okay. I want you to ask the question. What do I do? Thank you. <laughs> if I'm on foot. That's super scary to me. I know. Me too. Like you're running in a park. And That's this. Like, you've seen that video of that guy fighting off that 
mountain, mountain lion. lion. Yeah, that's yes. one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. Yep. So I, that's why I feel like even though we don't want to know this information, we yeah. need to know this information. And I'm, so I'm going to, I want everybody to like make a funny face or something so that you remember as I give you this information. Don't you ever do that? You make like a funny face when you do something to remember you did it. Okay. I just outed myself as being very strange. Okay. So everybody make a funny face. So you remember this. Good job, Don. You're supposed to make yourself appear larger and speak loudly and firmly at the cougar. Okay. That should scare them off, but don't shoot them because they are a protected species. Oh, for the love of God. Then, are you still making your funny face? Because I'm still giving you information. Then you should call, uh, you should call the DNR. But uh, how can I do it when my face is like well, this? Well, you'll just remember that you made a face okay. while I gave you all that. Very okay. important information. I don't information do the face again to, when I encounter no, the No, I cougar. don't think so. It's really up to you. <laughs> no, I, but don't you ever do that? Like, if I go to turn off, like, my um, curling iron or something, I make a weird face so that I... Because later, you know, when you walk away and you go, did I turn off the curling iron? And then oh you go, I have to tell you something that I just remembered in this moment. Sure. You didn't I, turn off the curling iron. No. Oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. I'm going to have to make a phone call. I had a massage the other day. Yeah. And I was so relaxed afterwards. I walked out the front door without paying. Do you think they would have called me? Well, they're doing a funny face right now. I know. <laughs> I got to call them. Because it was traumatic. They're like, we got to remember to call Colleen to get that money, honey. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Well, you can do that during the break. And coming up next, we're going to talk about the nickname that Taylor Swift has for Travis. Okay. And much more about her. The Little Blind Spot. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Little Blind Spot at Hunter Douglas with huge savings for 2023. If ever there was a time to visit the Little Blind Spot showroom, that time is here. Right now, select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of 30% off the purchase value, up to $1,200. That's right, I said $1,200. Hunter Douglas Honeycomb Shades are designed to conserve energy at the window in any season. They trap heat inside the honeycomb fabrics during the winter months and keep cool air inside your home in summer. It's like they were made for Minnesotans. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today for help from the best experts in the business. Or you can visit them online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot. We're big on surveys. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. You're listening to My Talk 1071. These adventures now include Colleen Lindstrom. She's filling in for Bradley this hey. week. And uh, Swifties Unite. It's like Wonder Twins Activate with Mike and Colleen. Mike. They're both huge Swifties. So every day we're going to talk about Taylor Swift. And I'm sure you don't mind. If you do, I don't know what to tell you. Because the world it. is on Have fire. Have you met 2023? Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. It's, you know... Listen, let's start here. Yeah. Mike. Yes. I, I, I don't know why I just directed this to you. Don, well, you can hear it too. I know, but I'm like, Mike, this is for us. It's not for us. It's for everybody. It's but, fine. But I know that you probably uh, have seen that Taylor Swift was at yet another one of her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey's football games. 
Oh, yeah, I watched the game start to finish. Okay, and you maybe saw her a few times, I'm guessing. Shockingly, a a low number of times, which made me excited because the more we see her, Mm -hmm. the more I feel like, okay, this is just being forced down our throats by the NFL and by Taylor Swift. We saw her when she was walking in, and that was really about it. Well, apparently... Uh, apparently, there was a, a, a moment of her in the box next to her new bestie, Brittany Mahomes. Oh, yeah. And uh, they were jumping up and down, getting very, very excited. And lip readers have, because that's where we are in life. <laughs> lip readers. Lip readers have uh, taken some time to slow down and, uh, and, and read her lips to see what she was saying well, in the moment. She probably knew they were doing that, so what did she craft? Well, <laughs> she let us all know what her nickname is for Travis Kelsey, her boyfriend. Oh my gosh. Now, a little <laughs> review for everybody. Yeah. Do you remember what we learned, and I put that in loose quotes, <laughs> yeah. that Travis Kelsey's nickname is for Taylor. Anybody? Please um, tell me it's better. Uh, his is Tay. Oh. Yeah, his is Tay, and that's not a story or a nickname. Mm-hmm. Nope. Well, guess what? I've got news for both of you. Okay. It is, is not better. better. It is oh, not better. Not? Can I guess? Yes, please. Is it Trav? It is Trav! Oh, okay. That is not a pet name! Shocking. That is not a nick. That is like, uh, she just didn't finish his name. Yeah. He, she just didn't have the energy to get all the way through his entire... She couldn't add the last two letters. It's just Trav. I mean, yeah. listen, I've been doing this... We've all been doing this forever. My mom does it. I we call you Daw. Yeah, Daw. I call Mike my. Yeah. You're Call. <laughs> I'm Call. Yeah. I mean, we. this is not new. No. Okay, I don't actually no. call you guys that. No, we don't. But it's not a nickname. It's It's just like... That's a shortened name. Saying the first syllable of a two-syllable name is not, is a, not a pet name or a nickname. No. It is actually by, it is a nickname. If someone but, else can call you that, then it's not your pet name for exactly. them. Exactly. And so I'm sorry, but people are going bonkers stop about it. the fact, yes, that, oh my gosh, stop it. I'm dying. I can't believe it. Oh I'm my dead. gosh. She calls him Trav. You guys, that's not sexy. It's not, it's just like. It's actually kind of logical. That's really all it is. It's just logical. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, you know, fret not. Uh, the two of them have been calling each other by the first syllables of each other's names, which is, of course, a symbol that they're in love. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I, that no, no, made no. me that's, sound bitter, but I just think that's, but it's I the don't second understand. time. We've, yeah. uh, it's just like they need to. This is what's happening. At TMZ, page six, all these tabloids, there's someone whose job. Is to create a story about Taylor Swift every day because they will make money. Yeah. So -hmm. there's a Taylor Swift person and they had to think of something. Well, the real Taylor Swift person that we should be talking to is the Taylor Swift person who wrote the entire very lengthy and in-depth and beautiful article for Time Magazine. Because Taylor Swift has been named Person of the Year. And that is Sam Lansky wrote this beautiful article about her. And if you're not already a Taylor Swift fan, that's fine. I don't know what you do with your time, but okay. (laughs) We all have stories and choices. Um, But she, if you read this article, you cannot help but really, truly realize how brilliant this woman is. Did you learn anything? Because Mm. you are such a fan. 
Is there anything new that you learned? Have you had a moment to read the whole article, Mike? I have not. Okay. It it takes a few moments. So I'm going to be honest with you. My brother's in town and my husband and my brother were talking the entire time this morning that I was trying to digest this article. My husband was also like two paragraphs ahead of me. And so he kept on like telling me little factoids. All that oh, to that's say, annoying. it is a little bit we annoying, love you, but uh, yeah, it was just, a, I, I did tell him, I was like, I'm going to get there. She does. It's more about like the things that she talks about. She does talk about, I mean, she talks a little bit about what it has done to her, like how aware of herself she is mm-hmm. and how aware of the public's perception of herself she is and how she has had to reinvent herself. Oh, that's really Many times. Yeah. And she does talk about the uh, schism between her and Kanye West and Kim Kardashian a little bit. So oh, that's interesting. I'm too. reading it for that for sure. It's worth it. It's a good read. That's great. We'll put it on our show links page. And coming up next, uh, I'm going to interpret some dreams. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. We talk about celebrities a lot on this station, and then sometimes we do um, wackadoodle stuff. Just for funsies. <laughs> yes, um, I interpret dreams. So let's get into it. I was back in high school, and I was supposed to take a test. I was making it work again. I was driving my car, and I couldn't control it. Then, I fell off a cliff with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what this dream means? Dreamweaver Dawn. Dreamweaver Dawn. me um i studied dreams dream interpretations for a couple of years when i used to take classes at the school of metaphysics and that is where i got the information if you want to learn more about dreams you can find them online uh so we have some dreams today thank you to everyone who followed the directions because they really listened last week to me so great because last week you said i said you were running out yeah and uh, just make it one paragraph. Oh, you great. don't have to give me every detail of what every pebble looked like. And they did it. And they did it. Thank you so much. So we're going to try to get to uh, dreams from, I be- believe, and, and if you send a dream, it'll be next week. So Perfect. we're going to get to uh, a dream from Lana, one from Amanda, and one from Faye. Perfect. Yes. Okay, let's start with, did you say Lana? Lana, Lana yes. Yeah. I didn't know if it was pronounced Lona or Lana. But you know, I'm you know, not Lana sure either. makes sense. I don't yeah. know that I've ever met a Lona. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hi, Dawn, says Lana. <laughs> I have a reoccurring dream that there is a mystery woman whom my husband meets with, but he, but we stay married and he loves me too. I cry a lot when talking to him about it in my dream. Last time I learned her name and what she looks like. My husband is battling cancer. Is this representing the cancer trying to take him from me? Oh, that broke my heart. I know. Well, this is why I love this dream. And thank you for sharing this. Cause that's yeah. probably hard to even type. And I'm so, so sorry that you're going through that. It's, it is never, um, it's never fair and it's, it's just yeah. I'm I'm very thankful that you shared that. Um, I want to help you. It is not the cancer you're dreaming about, and it is not another woman. Oh, people will dream this a lot about yeah. their spouses, and they think it's a premonition. They think their husband is really cheating on them, and I'm so glad to tell everyone 
I don't know if he really is. But that is not what you're dreaming about. Yeah. The dream is always about the dreamer. Okay. So the other woman in the story is a part of yourself. Mm. And this is a part of you that has split off. Not like, you know, Sybil, but split off. <laughs> Sorry, that's a very old reference. Uh, it is split off. This is a part of your conscious life. It's it's a part of you that is conscious, not your subconscious mind, but your conscious mind. And it is the person that you've separated that is you where you're not taking care mm. of yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're actually not dreaming about the cancer. You're dreaming about the part of yourself that you are not caring for. Oh, beautiful. And you are betraying yourself when you do that. So this betrayal with this other woman is just your own betrayal. This kind of sounds like the mirror exercise. Yeah, it does a little bit, but, but it <laughs> makes flames. sense. It does, because when you're taking care, as we all know, caregivers, you you have to set aside yourself to do those things. Yeah. But it's so important to make sure that you also care for yourself. Yeah. So, Lana, are you taking time for yourself? It's okay. And you do not have to feel guilty for doing that. Yeah. So please Beautiful. take care of yourself. That's what you're dreaming about. Your your subconscious mind wants you to realize that it's important to take care of you to take care of him. I love that. Yeah, that ends up actually being a really like a positively informative right dream in a way that feels I understand like when you wake up from a dream like that, it can probably feel scary and negative. Mm-hmm. But there's a positive connotation to that, that that is giving you information about how to help yourself. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Amanda. Yes. Amanda says two nights this week. I've dreamt that my husband and I have split or are on the verge of, geez, this is, is there something in the water? I, this happens where we get multiple dreams that are similar. It's, it's, so it's like they come in groups. That's so fascinating. Okay. Two nights this week, I've dreamt that my husband and I have split or are on, are on the verge of splitting and both have been because of me, not something he'd done. They are very emotional and realistic and both. I'm trying to accept my feelings of guilt and accept the fact that he's gone. Okay. So, Amanda, you aren't dreaming about your husband. Your partner is your subconscious mind. That's what they represent. Mm. And you've heard the term subconscious mind a lot. It's not an it's not unconscious. Yeah. Okay. This is the thing that's running in the background that's taking in all the data. And then at night, that's your subconscious mind that brings you your dreams. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that is monitoring and you are whenever you are in harmony with your conscious life and your subconscious mind, that's whenever you can create new things. Mm -hmm. So when a husband and wife or a husband and husband or wife and wife come together, you are able to in, when we look at it as the mind, we're able to create new things. That's why babies are new ideas. Yeah. So you're taking what you think about and what you dream of, and you're making it your reality by bringing it into your conscious mind. Yes. So for some reason, you're not connecting with that part of yourself. I don't know why you know that, Amanda. Mm -hmm. So the 24 to 48 hours before you dreamt this, you had moments where you didn't feel like you were living your authentic self. Well, I think that's really telling, too, because she had it twice in the same week. Yes. Which means that, like, something's happening. Yeah, somebody's like, hey, pay attention to this. And maybe you've been given opportunities to act on something. Like, this is your chance to actually 
do that thing you wanted to do. And you said, I can't do that. And then you had guilt and internal pain about Mm -hmm. it. And you said, I have to push that aside. That is fascinating. Well, thanks. I love it. I've been fascinating already. I know. (laughs) Well, let's see if you can go for three. Yeah. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. This one comes from Faye. Faye says, my son is currently 23 years old, but in my dream, he was about 11 years old. Okay. And my daughter was about 12 or 13. In real life, she's 25. In the dream, my kids and I and my boyfriend were at a campground type of place. My son disappeared. Mm -hmm. In the dream, I was like, he's just playing with us. He'll show up. And I hardly cared, which is so weird. (laughs) A couple days later, I expressed expressed how now I'm worried and where could he be? Mm. My daughter looked at me and said, Mom, it's been two weeks. And I was terrified and I couldn't believe my boy was gone and it had been two weeks that nobody had stepped in and convinced me earlier uh, than this moment and that it had gotten this far without my noticing or caring. And she said it woke up. I woke up and it really disturbed me. What does it mean? Okay, so this is another one where it's like you it feels so real that you're disturbed about it. And you're like, why does that that must really mean something. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to what I just said about what kids are or babies new ideas new ideas when you dream about your real children but they're younger this is about something that you created around the time like 25 15 years ago or so yeah so it's your kid representing something you used to do Faye, and you have left it now you might have grown out of it but you thought about it recently Mm. and you're like i don't scrapbook anymore i mean we're our brains are, are very dramatic our minds are like they will take something oh so i know trivial my mind is dramatic and they'll make it a really <laughs> big deal like it could just be like i used to use different colored pencils and now it makes me sad that i don't you know <laughs> like i used to use uh this brand of shampoo no it it feels so big but just if you can look back and like if you have a dream and you email me immediately write down what you did the day before because you will forget that is genius. So because don't just send to, the email. Mm-hmm. Also write yourself a little note. So because that, I can't fill in those blanks yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, when you hear the, the dream, you will have forgotten because that's how our brains work. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to mention um, the the boyfriend is just your subconscious mind. Okay. Um, and your daughter was also young in the dream. So these are like a couple of things you used to do that sort of went hand in hand, mm. like scrapbooking and knitting. I don't know. <laughs> or yeah. it might have been like you used to have a business and you no longer do that yeah. anymore um, or volunteer, whatever it is. So you just need to try to figure out what that is. And I all, oh, I wanted to mention the campground. So I've said on this segment before that your house is your frame of mind Mm -hmm. so if you're dreaming about the house you currently live in that is like okay that is like your that is a familiar frame of mind Mm -hmm. but when you're outside at a campground that is a temporary place Mm. so you are not in a place where this is like your hard and true like value system camping is a temporary thing yeah so it's like it's a frame of mind that you get in sometimes that isn't going to last forever. Okay. So don't be afraid that you're going to, unless you don't recognize this old thing you used to do, you know, this isn't like a premonition that 
you're going to go on a camping trip and right. bad things are going to happen. Right. And, you're gonna <laughs> you know? lo- and your, yeah. one of your kids is going to go missing for two weeks and you won't realize that the time has passed. Yeah. That is just your conscious and subconscious going, hey, let me just like, hey, remember, maybe it's that you use, you're finding yourself not getting really excited about life. And you're, you were trying to go back and think of when did I feel alive the mm. most? And, and you're going back to those old times. Interesting. And you can bring that joy back into your life now. Um, can I ask a question that you're not prepared for that I didn't tell oh, yeah, you I was no, no, going to no. ask? Go ahead. Okay. Because I was curious about this. The, the fact that the passing of time in her dream, right? When she says in her dream, it felt like just a little bit. But that then it was reflected back to her that this went has been going on for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Is that meaningful for some reason? It is just because sometimes we just, especially, I think women will push aside their feelings mm-hmm. to move on and do things for, I'm not saying men don't do this, but yeah. as a woman, I can relate to the fact that you have to set your feelings aside or ignore them yeah. to take care of other people or get on with your day. You soldier on. Mm-hmm. So that two weeks is like just her realizing I haven't had that feeling ah. for a long time. So two weeks could be, and then you have guilt about it. Like, yes. wait a minute, I haven't felt joy. Right. For such a long time. Or useful ah. or whatever that is. I get chills talking about this because sometimes I feel like I'm actually connecting, which is very woo woo. Yeah. But that I could be tapping into something that they're, they're really experiencing yeah. because I'll get emails that said that is exactly what's happening. Yeah. And so <laughs> I don't know why I just said that. I'm just no, saying like, like maybe you don't feel like you. We all go through different stages of our lives. And it's like if you got a new job and you're like, I don't know. I feel like I'm not my old self yeah. or whatever it is. So. Yeah. And then sometimes you because you haven't brought your attention to whatever that thing is, mm-hmm. it can seem like it just, it, you know, it was a short period of time, but really it was such a long period. It was of time a long that, period. Yeah. And then you recognize I have been pushing, which these, these dreams all kind of re- reflect that the first yeah. dream, you know, it looks like you might've been pushing your, yourself aside and not taking care of yourself. So I think there's a theme here. Yeah. You know, betrayal of the self, which is a chapter in uh, John's <laughs> upcoming memoir it's it's an album yes uh, sorry it's an album <laughs> betrayal of the self wow that's dark uh no but hey merry christmas everybody yeah, and happy woo. holidays uh if you have a dream that you want to send me you can do that by going to my talk 1071.com and to find the adventures of bradley and dawn you'll see a part where it says email the show and then just put dream in the title so that i can separate those from the other emails I get and then make it one paragraph just sum up what the dream was make it a paragraph like some people are scared to write too much and they're like I dreamt that my dog died and I'm like okay give me more yeah <laughs> so need a little more than that yeah paragraph mm-hmm. is good and yeah I look forward to interpreting interpreting your dreams <laughs> I can't talk it's my job literally um okay you have a story that i read this article and i still don't understand what actually happened to john Uh, mellencamp yeah i can help okay so that's coming up next something really weird happened to him and we're going to talk about it on my talk i'm not trying to be the devil
It's Taylor Swift on She's my everywhere. talk. Yes, and we're actually going to be talking to her right now. Um, I'm kidding. That was a terrible joke. I apologize. Everybody was like, what? I know. I That was so bad. No, I, it's okay. Cute. It's okay. Sorry. Okay. All right. Um, but we are going to talk about cougars again. Yeah, we are. Actually, this cougar, this person dropped their cougar a while ago. Uh, John Mellencamp. Why did he not? I don't understand. Maybe whenever the phrase cougar meant an older woman seeking younger men. Maybe. It but made him feel awkward. Also, why, like, did he not know we're just always going to call him John Cougar Mellencamp? Yeah, we are. Sorry. Anywho. Okay, so this I saw this headline. First of all, I, and I got angry because, of course, I clicked on it. So it did exactly what it meant to, to do. And then I read the article and I got angry because I was like, none of that is what actually happened. <laughs> right. Okay. Here's the headline. John Mellencamp had his head cut off when he was six weeks old. What? Okay. First. What? Number, Mike wasn't step, expecting to hear no, that. I was not. That's new Step to me. number one okay. for me was see how many outlets are reporting this exact same thing. Because this seemed like something that maybe AI wrote. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got his, but, had his head cut off. I thought I have missed something in medical science that's a really big deal, and I felt really dumb. Uh, guess what, Don? I want to make you feel better. Medical science. You're not dumb because medical science has not changed. That's still not something that really they can do. Okay. Okay. So let how, let's play a game with this. I didn't give you guys a heads up about this. No pun intended. Okay. Um, what do you think this is about, Mike? Uh, let me get some music here going okay. for us. So, oh, okay. oh, 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 game show music. That okay. one? Oh, oh, I thought it was oh. a brown chicken brown cow. Me too. Oh, no, no, no. no. Like, this is oh, okay, game show. Music. Game Thank show you. music. Yep. Okay. Oh, man, what is this about? Yeah. His head? What possibly could this be about? John Mellencamp had his head cut off when he was six weeks old. He had mm-hmm. uh, a, a doll that he was in separate. Oh, like a doll of himself. It wasn't himself. It oh, was okay. a stuffed teddy bear, okay. and he took it with him everywhere, yeah. much like our the the king. I shouldn't say our, but the king. Uh-huh. And he took that teddy bear with him everywhere. And I unfortunately, thought of Elvis when you said the king. Oh now no, I'm on track. no, no okay. King Charles. Yes, and the, the poor thing had to have its head removed. Okay, Mike. Yeah. I like the story you fabricated sure in this moment. Creative. No, you are wrong. Oh, darn it. Okay, let me buzz my phone. Uh, Don, I believe you've read the story, so I'm not going to ask you to perform a, a, dramatic, a, a dramatic interpretation of what you thought this might mean. So, I'll just tell you what happened. Yeah. That also didn't happen. So, apparently, John Mellencamp was uh, doing an interview with Esquire magazine, and he did say... I had my head cut off when I was six weeks old. <clears throat> and then he said, real then. there were three other kids who had the same operation that day. And I'm thinking right now, are you on a weird trip or something? <laughs> Sadly, he did go on to say the other kids died and I lived. He said one girl made it for a while and I used to see her at basketball games. She was paralyzed from the neck down and she died when she was, I don't know, about 13. You're still going, what do you mean you had your... Like, you're still stuck on, he said he had his head cut off. Yes. When he was six months, six, six and now weeks I'm old. I'm imagining a girl watching a basketball game who is in a wheelchair. With no head. With, yeah. With no. I mean, that is from a movie. I know. I don't want to make fun of this because it's nothing funny, actually, because the real true story is 
Apparently, John Mellencamp was born with spina bifida, which is actually a condition where the spine and the membranes grow on the outside. They're not properly connected, and the spinal cord is exposed in the back of their neck. I didn't know that it... I did not know that. Yes. Well, uh, now here's what's interesting. I obviously didn't read the article very well. Well, he didn't even know that. So he didn't know that until he was a little bit older when somebody asked him about a scar he had when he was about 12 years old. He had a scar in the back of his neck. He said, my parents had never told me anything had ever happened to me. Oh, for Uh, God's sake. He said, I'm lucky. My grandma, this is kind of actually a beautiful story. He said, my grandma, my entire life from a little kid until she died, she would come up to me and whisper. She called me buddy and she'd go, buddy, you're the luckiest boy in the world. And he didn't know why that was necessarily, but it's because in 1951, when he was born, um, you know, at that time, most people who were born with spina bifida did not live. And there was a, a doctor who, well, like one doctor who did this type of surgery. Um, his name is Dr. Robert Heimberger. And he was doing this experimental procedure that he would wait till the kids were about six weeks to six months old. Um, and they, but this, but this one neurosurgeon, Dr. Robert Heimberger, he did it early. Uh, so that they could live hopefully a normal life and oh my gosh. and you would not know that John Mellencamp was born with spina bifida um but he was truly the one of the of the group that had that experimental surgery which by the way his parents were charged only $1 for oh isn't that amazing yes what what it never says what actually happened in the surgery. So I literally until this segment yeah. thought there's a surgery where you can get your head cut off and put back on. Okay, so that's why I'm But actually, it doesn't ever say I'm mad it. about this article because he didn't have his head cut off. Like that's kind of a gross oversimplification of what was probably an incredibly intricate uh surgery. Um I do not believe they can actually detach and then reattach a head. I'm going back to my old self that knew that. Yes. So thank you. (laughs) So that's why I was frustrated by this article. It did take his exact words. Yes. And put it in the headline and made it very clickable. And I am glad I learned this. I think that's an interesting thing to have now learned about John Mellencamp that I did not know. However, I, there's a lot of people who aren't reading the rest of that article because I don't know if you've met America in 2023, but most, a lot of people like to just read headlines and think they know the whole story. I do that sometimes. Sometimes we all have been guilty of it at some point or yeah. another, John. But this was one I felt was worth going into and reading. Well, I'm just glad that he's okay. Yeah. And that. I learned something today. Yes. But I still want to know what exactly, because I like to. You want to know more about that particular surgery. I I think that that is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Today at some point is find out what that was Mm -hmm. and what actually happens. I'm thinking it has to do with since you're the membranes of the 
spinal cord are grown on the outside. I'm sure it had to do with severing, maybe. Yeah, of and the, of well, the they, cord? they they actually that mean the reason that it's growing in the way that it's growing is because it is severed. Yes, okay. in some way, right? So they are putting everything kind of back together. But what was interesting about it and what was unique about him is that he had the surgery at six months. Typically, they were waiting, or six weeks, they were waiting six months, and a lot of those children died Died because they got spinal meningitis. (gasps) Oh, right. right. Oh, my gosh. I know. Isn't that interesting? Really fascinating story. Oh, right. And we talked about cougars again at the beginning and end of this hour. We're here for you. Okay, coming up next, we're going to find out what the Oxford word of the year is, and um, Colleen's kids don't believe it or agree with it. It's coming up next on My Talk.